Okay, good evening, everyone. Today's daf is Pesachim daf Mem. We are on Lamentes Amin Beis, the Mishnah. The Mishnah says like this: Ain't Shiren, so about ten lines from the bottom. Ain't Shiren es Hamorson. One cannot uh, soak the Morson, which is the uh, the chaff, in water for the uh, for the chickens. Avacholten, but you could use hot water, which uh, if you do halita which I'll talk about in the Gemara. So then you're adding the, the grain into a boiling hot pot, and at that point it gets cooked in a flash, and it doesn't have time to become chametz. Okay. Let's say she wanted to, to uh, take this grain to the bathhouse in order to use it as their, as their her, uh, body lotion. So people use it today also. They look at your, some of your products you buy. There's some oats in it or the type. Anyways, so they would use the grain. So she should not soak it in water prior to going to the base of Merchatz because there's a concern that it'll become chametz. Avol, shafa hibib sara yavesh. Her dry skin, even though there is some moisture, especially if it's hot in the, in the, in the bathhouse, in the steam room, she could still rub it on her skin. Next, adam chit, and a person cannot chew wheat and put it on your wound. That was the ancient uh, medication. by your saliva is going to get this to become chametz. Okay, that's the Mishnah, and the Gemara is going to do a deep dive into what becomes chametz at what point, cooking and soaking. So that's it's a very uh, technical daf regarding chametz. The following items will never become chametz. Number one, ha'afoy, if something was already baked, that's your matzahs. So you can stop right here and take the whole minute of gabrux and throw it out the window, right? It says ha'afoy, if it's baked, it can never become chametz. We'll see that there might be a later gemara that might reference that there might be some reason to be machmer, but at this point, if it's fully baked, there's no concern. Vahamavoshal, and if it was cooked, meaning you cooked matzah, you cooked flour, it's not going to become chametz. The Gemara is going to ask, isn't that chametz? But we'll see. Or a scalding hot thing where you wallow as hot. So the way the Gemara refers to cooking, it's very interesting. You'll see this in Mesech Tosavadizara. The Gemara assumes we know what we're doing. Baking means you preheat the oven and you put the bread in. That's how you bake. How do you cook? You take a pot of water, you put chicken in it, you put your carrots and whatever else you put in your uh, chicken soup. Then you put it on the fire and then you turn it on. So that's called bishal. What's chalita or chaluta? You have a, uh, a raging boil and you throw something in there while it's hot and you flash, you know, cook it. That's called chalita. So the Gemara is going to say, the Gemara is going to ask how you're allowed to cook it. But the will not become chametz. Right? You're allowed to cook chametz? Really? I could, uh, I can make farina. While it's getting hot, at the time of while, while the while these uh, farina is slowly getting cooked, it's going to have plenty of time to become chametz. So Amarav Papa, you're right. You cannot cook uh, chametz. The question was, you took your matzah and you put it into your chicken soup, and you wanted to make matzah balls or knedlach, however you want to call it. That is not a problem. We're saying once it was baked already, even if you were to cook it with hot water or soup, not a problem. Okay. Tanya, we learned in a bright strap. Yes, Rabbi Yudai, Mary, Kamak, Shinaf, and the Sechet, Delef. Let's say you have flour. Let's say you have a bag of flour. Not your uh, today's flour, but a flour that, that was a kosher lapesa flour. And there is a Delef. There's water dripping from the roof. It's a, it's a constant drip. 
It will never become chametz. Why? So Rashi explains, the Gemara assumes at this point that while it's getting wet, it doesn't have the time to, to become chametz, to, to what do you call it, to ferment. Right? This, How come the, uh, the Rabbana... We cannot hear you. One more try. Uh, you can't hear me? Can now you I, hear me now? I think it's my internet. We have a bad internet connection. Just go. Okay. Try. No, I just, wh why, you said the other night that rice flour looks like flour, and so there goes there on that. But matzo meal looks like flour too. A cake meal looks like flour. And, and we're not worried about that. Right. So there was no gazera. So you're right. If there would be a gazera, we could start figuring it out. It's just a minog. There was a minog that became regarding kidneys. So we say, whatever they have, the minog we, we have, don't add anything else. And therefore, I would not add matzah meal to the thing. But you're right. The, the Hasidim who are mapping on gabrux, th that could be one of the reasons why the Hungarians are mapping on not the gabrux. Because perhaps this is a... Uh, this could be confused. Okay, let's keep going. So if you have the water constantly dripping on it, we assume it doesn't have time to rise. It's, uh, it's, it's so busy. There's a concept of isuk, where if you go to a matzah factory, there are makbet to do this. And at every moment when there's dough, they're doing, it's called asek or isuk, depending how you, how you call it. And they're always uh, pushing it around and, and moving it. Constant motion doesn't allow chimots. If you want to go back, there's a Chuvas Radvaz that talks about chimots. And in, in famous words he says there, he goes, he's a halachist, and he tells us a musr that chimots is really the Yitzhara, and, and it's all about getting rid of that part of our life. That's the whole avoida of Pesach, the first, uh, the mitzvah, the, the, the becoming Kal Yisrael. So chimots, when a person's sitting around, you're not busy with anything. That's when the Yitzhara comes, right? Fine. Amra, Papa, who the Avitif, the Halitif. that, Halacha regarding the water dripping is only when it's a constant drip, one after the other. But if it's, there's a pause in between, then it will have time to become chametz. Amri de Shila, they said in the basement of Rabbi Shila, Vasika, which is a food that made out of flour, I don't know what it is, but they say, Shari, it's mutter, you're allowed to uh, have this on Pesach. I have a Tanya Vasika Aser. You're not allowed to eat Vasika on Pesach. And the Gemara is going to explain what this means. Like Kasha. So it's not a stira. Huh? When do we say it's Mutter Vatika? That's the Avde Bemishcha Umilcha. It was made with salt and oil. What's the point of oil? So oil is not water. Oil is what we would call Meperois or Matzah Ashira. Right? The Gemara yesterday's question, yesterday, two days ago, we had the question of. The, the chalos of uh, the taidos had some shemen, right? In matzah shir, so it wasn't a lot of shemen. But either way, it's mishcho milcha, so it's not going to become chametz. Ha! The brice that talks about the other type of atika is the avdi b'mayo milcha. You made the diet version. There's water and salt. That will be a problem because water will make it become chametz. From this, many of the achronim, brings down, there were those achronim that said that one should not add salt to their matzah, not to add spices to matzah, because we don't know what's going to cause it to become, you know, chametz quicker. And therefore, matzah basically tastes the same. So you want to know why there's a different taste? So, without getting too graphic, no, I'm joking. You, you, different taste, you could have, you could have uh, different wheat. There's so many different types of wheat that is grown in the United States. There's Arizona wheat, there's uh, North Dakota wheat. 
all types of wheat. There's different wood they can use for the fire. There's different temperatures. I don't know, whatever. You can figure out how you could have variations of taste. But no one's adding in garlic powder or whatever, dough enhancers. That would be a problem. Okay, next. A person should not take toasted grain or toasted flour, which we would call, you know, lechem kali v'charmel. Don't take that and then cook it in a, in a pot. Why? Even though we just said once something's baked, there's no further cooking that could be done. Maybe this toasting of the kernels didn't get through the entire kernel, and there's some inside of the kernel that's not yet fully baked. And that would come to chimot. So here you see right away the, 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 the only concept of why won't we be makbed on gebrucks, meaning not to take matzah and put it into your chicken soup, would be something along these lines. Dumalei bashal shaper, right? Although we said in a few daf ago that even when it's half-baked, when there's still just, a, there's not stringy dough, but it's not fully, fully baked, we said it can't become chametz more than that. But maybe there's a concern it's less uh, processed than that, or there's some flour sticking around somewhere that wasn't processed. Okay, but this is where it would be coming from. Amar Rav Yosef Don't cook. Meaning, let's say you have a, a boiling pot of water. Don't throw in two kernels of two uh, two stalks of grain, two stalks of wheat, at the same time. Why? There's some natural. Uh, liquid inside the wheat, maybe that's going to come out, and it's going to go into its friend's wheat, and it's going to make that chametz, and you have a problem. So don't put two two uh, two pieces of wheat together in the same pot. And and uh, I'm sorry, did I go backwards? Um, no. So. I skipped. There's two different marzer. First it says, don't put two kernels of wheat at the same time because one of them is going to sit inside the, 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 the sedek, the, um, not the crack, but the crevice of the other one. Okay, it's, going to, it's not going to be surrounded by water. It's going to be a block. It's going to have a chatzitza of another kernel, another grain, and it won't get water all, all, on all, all four sides. <laughs> So you grind it. No, you're not. You're not. Uh, you're not cooking it. This is only we do chalita. You're taking. You're taking a chance here, right? You have water that's 212. I'm throwing it in there. I'm assuming before it could get hum, uh, it's going to cook right away, right? Thoroughly. So don't do this at home, right? That's what we paskin. So we're saying if it's stuck together, you don't, you're, you're going to lose. Uh, it's not going to be as quick as you need it, right? Fine. Next, I'm going buy. This is what I said before. Don't take two stalks of wheat uh, together. And putting it into the pot, because there's natural moisture in, in, uh, in wheat, and it's going to go into the other stalk, and it's going to get that one chametz rava. If you're concerned for the natural moisture of the wheat, even one stalk of wheat, the moisture is going to come out, and it's going to go into the same stalk. It's going to go from one end to go to the other end. Why, why are you not concerned for that? We're not concerned for the water inside the wheat because that is not called water proper. That is called meperis. Even though halachali it's not called meperis, but as far as chametz is concerned, that is not your typical H2O. Meperis enon mach mitzin. 
Fine. That was the Machlekes Rava and Abaya. Now the Gemara says, V'hadr be'abaya me'hasam. And Abaya went, me'ahi. Abaya went back on what he said. Why? The Chol Agav Midloi Loi Mechamtzi. That when water is going down, it doesn't have the, the ability to go into the wheat and make it chametz, meaning it's draining. Anytime it's draining, we're not concerned. We're going to see this maybe in Hilchas Malicha. There's a discussion of how you salt a bunch of chicken together or a bunch of meat. If you've ever been in a meat packing facility, the halachas has to be on an angle or it has to be very smooth. We're, we're machmer for all these things in his holes. So the blood is always rushing, is always draining, and therefore there's no concern. The blood isn't going to the, the piece of meat underneath it, right? You see, you go to a factory, like, what are they doing? And there's, there's hundreds of steaks on top of each other getting salted. So the blood is going into the next steak? No, because it's going, it's draining. So there's a similar concept. Hi, chatzvada bishna. Abai said, hi, chatzvada bishna. You have, um, you have this, uh, you have this, um, what is this? So you have this, I think it's a, uh, a spatula or something, the abishna that you would dry out in the oven. So shari. if it's, yes, you had this pot and you had kernels in the pot and you would put the kernels in the oven, okay? So the concern is the kernels are going to have their own juice. And there's going to be water there, so why don't the water make these, uh, these um, the, the wheat chametz? So he says like this, that if it's chifa, if it's flipped over pot, and the water's not going to collect, it's always going to be draining shari, because the water's going to drain to the bottom of the oven and it's going to get burned out. But zakifa, if it's standing upright, usher, it will be usher to dry out the chitim and the tanner because the water that's the natural water inside the wheat is going to collect and it's going to cook up that. Now, Ravu, Amar Ravu would say no problem because that's called mei peiros. If you lose zakifa nami shari, because mei peiros ninu or mei peiros enon machmitzim, they do not cause things to become chametz. Okay. Tanu rabbanan. So we touched upon this briefly that the classic way they would prepare flour was something called lesisa. They would soak the, the wheat in water. That would help soften the bran or something, and it would help them separate the bran. And the way they would process flour is they took out the bran, and the rest of the flour would be called white flour. Today, they do a very similar thing. For most part, there are some artisan uh, mills that they just they, they just do the whole thing together. Sprouted wheat. Sprouted wheat. I don't know. Sprouted wheat flour. Whatever. They, I don't know. But there are some mills that they do everything together. I go to some of them, and most of them will not. They'll separate the bran. They'll mill the bran, and if, if a customer wants whole wheat, they'll put some of the bran back in, and they'll call it whole wheat. If you separate it and and mill it separately, according to the foodies, it tastes a lot better. Uh, for for those that are not the health conscientious, and they want something that's whole wheat. Whatever, it does taste better when it's separate when they separate the bran. Okay. So in order to help move that process along, they would do something called lasisa. So the Mishnah said the Bryce said this, Tanarban ain't license You cannot do lasisa on barley for for Pesach and Lasas if you did it, so then Nisbaku, if the barley is cracking, so then Asurais. It's Asur. But like Nisbaku, if they are they're still intact, they're not cracking. Mutarais, they are mutravyoisimer. If you see that they're already going to start cracking, so then you soak it in vinegar. The chaimets tzaimsan, and the chaimets, the vinegar tzaimsan, it, it uh, 
It holds it back from becoming chametz, like tzimtzum. It, it, uh, it holds it back. Amar Shmuel, ain't alach rabbi Yossi. No, putting it in vinegar is not going to help you. Amar Chizda, Amar Marukva, loy shnisbakumamash. When we said that we do a test to see if the barley has cracked after being soaked in water, that doesn't mean it has to actually crack. Even if all I would do is put this barley on top of a barrel of wine and the, the fumes, the vapors that come out of the barrel are very strong, and they would crack by being exposed to the vapors of the wine, that would be considered chametz. We don't do this other test. It's nisbakumamash. It means that it has to actually crack. Avat shmuel Shmuel once uh, did like his shita, bedur debe bar chashu, and he, in the place of bar chashu, in the, in the, with those barley, and what did he hold? He held it was mutter because only nisbaku mamish, at that point it didn't crack, so you're allowed to use this barley. The only problem would be is if it actually did crack. Amar Rabba, bal nefesh, a bal nefesh, like a chassid lo yiltois, he should not do lesisa on Pesach. So says, my area bal nefesh. Bal nefesh sounds like for everyone it's mutter. Someone wants to be machmer, like a yesh lahachmer, ba nefesh yachmer. Afilu kuli nami. Everyone else is also also to do this. Da tanya, ein loisin sa'erin repesach. Right? By the way, it's important to point out, a lot of times people look in halacha, they say, oh, ba nefesh yachmer, that means me. No, it means uh, someone who's a ba nefesh. They once asked Rav Asher Weiss, what does a ba nefesh yachmer mean? So he said, if you care more about your nefesh than your guf, then you're a ba nefesh yachmer. But for everyone else, <laughs> you don't have to worry so much. Do, do what it says in Shulchan Aruch, don't worry so much about ba nefesh yachmer. Okay, but the Gemara asks, why are you labeling it ba nefesh yachmer? No one's able to do it. You're not allowed to do lesisa with siren on Pesach. So the Gemara is hachi kamar. Ba nefesh. Not only should he not do with barley, afiluchitin, the shiriri, even wheat, which the Gemara here says is more, it's, it's harder, meaning there's less of an effect that the water is going to have on the wheat than it will have on the barley, still you should not do lesisa, even though me'ikaradin it's mutter, it's only usr for barley, although me'ikaradin it's mutter for everyone else, for aban nefesh should be machmer. Amali Rav Nachman, manzit soyes leila abba, someone who goes like rabba and holds that you cannot do lesisa on Pesach, achel nahamadi pusha, he's going to end up eating spoiled bread. So scientifically, the bran spoils quicker than the rest of the flour, the rest of the grain. So maybe this is what he was referring to. But either way, he was saying if you don't do lasisa and you don't end up removing the grain, you're going to have spoiled, rancid uh, bread. They did lasisa. See, it's funny because you said Banefesh Yachmir, I'll bring you many gedoyle, many parties came how that was fine. says, no. Also, it's not that it's some, you know, most of the Hasidus, Banefesh Yachma, he goes, Aster Lilta, she's not allowed to do it. It's another opinion. One second. How could Rava say it's Aster? The Bryce said the only Isser was Sairin. So Bishlama Rabba, Rabba said, okay, you're right. Sairin is Aster, Banefesh Yachma, and Chitin. But Rabba's saying Chitin is Aster, but the Bryce said, so the Gemara says, Not only can I not do wheat, I can also, I'm not allowed to do this with barley. Wheat has grooves, it's easier for the water to get access to it. So then, of course, it's usser. 
Avasari dashi'i, barley is smooth, especially your pearled barley, they, they mechanically take off a part of it, so it's a smooth piece. Ema shaper dami, I would say the water is not going to affect it, it's going to just run right off, it won't get in, it won't penetrate it. Kamash Mulan, the brides are telling me it's additionally also to do it by siren. But according to Rav, it's not a problem. Rav held. It's Asr by Chitin. Why did the Brysa say it? Because Chitin's for sure Asr. It's a Lemmy Bai. For sure, Chitin are Asr. Lemmy Bai, even Siren. And the Gemara says, however, Hadar Amar Rava, Rava went back on what he said, and he said, Mutter Lotais, you are indeed allowed to soak the wheat, do the Lasisa on wheat by Pesach. The Tanya, Yoytzin, a person can be Yoytzin, his Chiv, the Pas Nikia, with Pas Nikia, which we assume means white flour, the Hidra, and uh, whole wheat flour, so if the Mishnah tells me I, I could use a, a, re- a regular white flour, so then obviously they did lasisa. otherwise you would not have a white flour, it would just be whole wheat. So that's why Rava went back on what he said, hold on a second, you're telling me that pas nakia means they did lasisa. I, the writer says, so these two types of flour, of nachrim, if it's shalkifarim, if it's in the people of villages, tahirin. They are tar, vishel krachen, if you bought it from the major cities, tamei and it's tamei, meaning it's, it's uh, already fit to be makabal tuma, which we know means it got wet. So the Gemara asks, what's the difference between the villages and the cities? Because they don't, their standard manufacturing uh, procedures are not to do with sisa, so it never got wet, and therefore it's not makabal tuma. So one second, so why are you calling it soyless, yet kakarile, soyless? You're still calling it soyless, which sounds like the clean flour. So one second, how could you have clean flour, white flour, if it wasn't processed with lasisa? So the Gemara says, you're right. Let's not, let's take out the word soyless. Tirguma akimcha. When Rav is going to say, the Bryce that says you could take Flour from the kafarim is only talking about kimcha, kemach, your regular uh, full grain, whole grain flour, not your white flour. So the Gemara says, Basar denafik. After Rava left the base medrash, Rav Papa was upset. Amar said, My time alayimale. Why didn't I tell him a different brisa? Mihadam Rav Zeyam Rav Yemi Yamar Shmuel Chitin Shamanachais Ain Lisanaisa. You cannot do lasisa. On the chitin of anachis, because we're concerned it's going to become chametz, and you can't bring chametz on the, in, the, in the base of mikdash. Vikakarle yet the Torah calls it soyless, right? Kav mincha is soyless. You read it uh, every 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 haftira uh, maftir from by yantif soyless mincha, right? So we know soyless. So the Gemara says hadamar rava. Rava went back again. Rava added another piece. Not only is a mutter to do it. There's a mitzvah to do it. Mitzvah liltais. There's a mitzvah to do lasisa on your wheat that you're making matzah out of. Shinama, the Pasuk says, That sounds familiar. You should guard the matzahs. And you have to make sure they don't become chametz. Now, Eloi de boy lasisa, if it was true that there was no Indian of doing lasisa, of getting it wet prior to making matzahs, Shimur lamai. What do you mean if shmartem esam matzahs? What am I guarding it from? What am I looking at for pig? Like, what am I doing? It must be because it gets wet. So it must be there's a mitzvah. You know, actually, it was mamash a mitzvah to, to, to do lasisa on the wheat prior to grinding it. Now, you want to tell me, you know what? No, we're not talking about all the way back by lasisa. Maybe we're talking about when you knead the dough. 
Shimur Delisha, if you want to tell me it's talking about Shmura, Mishas Lisha from when they need it, Shimur Delisha, Lav Shimur, it's too late. You have to start earlier. Why? Let's say you bought dough, non, you know, non, uh, non-Jewish owned dough, uh, but you know that it didn't become chametz. How do you know? I don't know. There's a hashkach on it. There's kosher lepesach. I don't know. Whatever. You figured it out that this frozen dough in Walmart is not chametz. The question is, can I make matzah out of this? You could use it for your matzah and cream cheese sandwiches. You could use it for your matzah balls. You can even eat it by the seder. As long as you had one kezayis of, of shmur matzah, that's fine. Meaning, eat this, but still get one box of your uh, $30 a pound shmur matzah. What does it sound like? in barishayna loy. You cannot use uh, you cannot use this for your matzah mitzvah. My time because it was no shmur. They're not called shmur matzah. Hold on a second. Why can't I do shmur when I bake it? I take it home. I may I'll make a nice round matzahs. I'll make sure that I'm doing shmur l'shma l'shem matzah mitzvah. So what do you see from here? We need to have Shimur Meikara. So the Gemara says, hold on a second. How do you know that's a good ride? When do you need Shimur? That's when, when it became, the water was introduced to it. When would that be? At the very least, when they're kneading the dough, there's water there. Otherwise, it would still be flour in a bag, right? They obviously had to put some water in there. So when you're buying dough from the freezer section of Walmart, there was obviously water put into that dough. And if there was no shimur, so... I'm sorry, and if it was owned by a nachri, there obviously was no shimur. So of course, there was shimur. But maybe I don't need to do the sisa. And I'll just buy regular flour. When I personally make my dough, I'll, I'll make sure I do shimur bishas lisha. Why is Rava assuming we need shimur mishas katsira? That's what we'll call it. And you should do lasisa because otherwise, what's the point of shmira? What I mean is a very normal point, a very easy way to, to identify when do I need shmira? When I add water to it. Why are you assuming I'm adding water way back in the time of lasisa? So the Gemara says, just because the Torah says matzais, when I need the dough. Whereas the Rosh points out, if I when I grind it, if I'm using a water grinder, I'll, I'll do it then. Who says I need lasisa? Rava never went back on what he said. He held you need to do shmira mishas katsira already. He told the people that were uh, standing in the uh, in the silos. He said, Kima habchisu mitzvah. When you're when you're processing the wheat, when you're when you're uh, harvesting, you should do it when you're turning over the grain, that's what it means. You should do it from the beginning, from beginning to end, that's what's necessary. Some of the Rishonim learn this is only a chumrah, really mikra din. All you need is from the time that the water is introduced, from Lisha, or if you're doing if you're doing a water. Grinding, you know, that's the that's the rush. They need a mishas uh, trina. We spoke about this, I think, on Shabbos or Sunday. So we'll we'll keep going. Marbury de Ravina, who was also machmer for this, His mother would guard uh, a like a box or plates full of wheat, mishas 
and make sure that it was good for, for Pesach for him. Okay, let's keep going. There was a certain boat that was full of wheat, the Tava Bechishta. It sunk, sunk in the river. So they saved, they salvaged some wheat, but the boat was gone. So the question was, what do we do with this wheat? Shaya Ravel is Abune Lenachrim. Ravel said, okay, sell it on eBay, sell it to non Jews. Don't sell it to a Jew because the Jew might assume. This is good for Pesach. Again, back in the day, everybody made their own matzah. They didn't just go to the store and buy matzah. You, you, it was a whole process. So if you, if you have wheat, people would use it on Pesach. So make sure it doesn't get into the hands of any Jews. Sell it in uh, North Dakota. Ace, Rabbi, Lavoy, Lerava. You're telling me I'm not, I'm not, I could sell it to a Nakhri? Begit, Shavu, Kalayim. Let's see if a Begit that is full of Kalayim, is full of shatnas. There's no way to wear it. You can't take it to your lab. It's not going to help you. You have a Begit full of Kalayim. Don't sell it to a non-Jew. Be- uh, why? Because he might sell it to a Jew afterwards. He might uh, send it somewhere else. You shouldn't make it into a saddle because it seems like there's a, there's a problem. Machlekes Rishonim, there's a problem of sitting on it or that the person might take the saddle and make a bag out of it. We'll learn that at a different time. It's uh, mostly a sugya in Mesech mace. But you could make tachrichim for a mace, even though it's climb. There are many questions. As Tysus Anita says, one second, so this mace is going to wake up after Tchias and Mesim, and right away, he's already starting off on the wrong, on the wrong foot. He's wearing, he's wearing shatnas, right? Many Rishonim bring a riot from that Tysus that if someone's an, an honest, he, he, he's totally, it's totally not in his realm, meaning it's, it's not something he could have prevented. Uh, honest Gomor, he didn't do anything wrong. Not even the slightest thing. He mamish didn't do anything wrong. An example would be... Um, this is this interesting discussion well, for, for, for a moment. Let's say a person gets a hot cellar call and they realize there was no need. There was no need for them to come. And they drove on Shabbos. Did they do anything wrong? So one could bring a riot from this Tysus. They, had, they, thought, they thought they were doing the right thing. It's an honest legamri. There is no problem with that. Okay. So either way, you obviously saw the, 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 the first part of the price is the cash. So you see that you're allowed to sell the Kalai. You cannot sell the, the Shatnis to a Nachri because you might sell it to Yisrael. Nachri, my time, Eloi, lav mishum, tahadam azabli Yisrael. So how come over here I could sell wheat? So hadam arava, lazibinu kaba kaba. Sell a little bit at a time, Yisrael. So they're going to take it home. They're going to make pancakes. You know, a few, a few weeks before Pesach, they're not going to save a few uh, stalks of wheat for their matzah production, but don't sell in bulk. Because when people are buying in bulk, then it makes sense they're buying it for Yantif. They should finish their, their wheat before Pesach. This is the season where we get a lot of uh, requests from Jewish Heimische brands. So if you're, if you're in the, the Jewish food business, you have, to, you have to be ready for Pesach now. So 99% of the Jewish food business is repacking. Not much production being done by the Haimish uh, Islam. So they're all looking for bulk, kosher Pesach, I don't know, honey and coconut powder, I don't know, all these weird stuff. So that's when we get the request. We'll try to help you guys out. Okay, fine, next. You cannot put flour into a pot meaning you want to use it as like a thickening agent. You cannot do that on Pesach, by Pesach. But if you, if you want to have the, the correct way to do it, I'll tell you the recipe. Put in the flour, and then if you pour in vinegar right away, so we're assuming vinegar inhibits the, the chametz to take place. So you pour in the vinegar. What? Can we say halakha is not like that? Okay, so maybe this is the... Uh, yeah, you have to. You're very good. Yeah, it has to align with that. 
Uh, fine. No, you can even put the chaymets first into the top. So what's the difference? If I put the chaymets in the soup first, now the vinegar has been weakened. <coughs> it's not as potent because it has soup in it as well. And then I'm putting in the flour, so the interaction between the vinegar and the flour is much more diluted. So this yesharm is even more makel. Even, even if you put the vinegar first into the, and the flour, we're assuming is going to rest on the top. That's the assumption. Okay. <laughs> Give me these looks. Man yesh oimrim am Rav Chizda Rav Yehudi detnan ha'ilfis vakadera sheviron. This is Masecht Shabbos stuff. You took a pot vakadera sheviron mirutachin. You took it off the the fire. You took your crock pot out of the uh, the insert right out of the um, the hot plate. La yitin the sechant tavon. You cannot put spices into it. Let's not talk about salt, but you cannot put black pepper into your chalent. When it's still a keli reshine, it's a clean, even if you took it off the fire, you cannot put pepper or garlic powder. All these things are not cooked; they're all tablin. If you have a klisheni, then you could put in pepper and garlic powder. All these things could be put into a klisheni if they are considered a tavlin. Just by the way, there's a chumrah brought down in many of the reshinim. There's something called a davar gush, something that's a solid. So let's say you have a hot potato. So you cannot put, according to, so a solid, according to many of Rishonim, there's no heter of a, of a klisheni. Why is that? So just to go back to Masechah Shabbos for a minute, what's the concept of klisheni? There's a concept, Tyson says, defanis mekaris, the walls of the keli cool it off. So I took boiling hot soup, I pour it into my cold china that I just took out of my cabinet, the defanis, the walls, cool it off. What if I took a potato? The potato doesn't have, it's not surrounded by walls. It's maybe the bottom of it has the plate. Potato on a plate, that's called davergosh. So you don't, do not have the fanis makairais. So at least lechatchilo or machmer, that does not have the status of a klisheni. So a person who's eating chalant and it's hot, still yats lettuce by, you know, above 120 degrees. Be careful, watch your tongue. But let's assume it's very hot. You should not put black pepper or any other spice unless you know for sure it's been cooked. Most spices are not cooked. You should not put that on the potato. Even though you could put it in your soup in the bowl, because that's a klisheni, the dabar gush is not a klisheni. Just an interesting halacha to point out. I think butter we would all consider cooked. So if you're putting butter on your hot potato, I don't know, you don't eat fleshiks on Shabbos. So uh, no problem. Or your margarine. Margarine is also cooked. That will be fine. Next. So what are we learning from here? You see, Rabbi Huda says, you're allowed to put tavlin in any klisheni, that's how we'll understand it, in any klisheni. However, there are two exceptions, chaymets and sir, vinegar and sir. These things cook quicker, and therefore, we're going to call it, let's say, kale habishol, and you should not be putting these items in a klisheni. So what do you see from here? that the vinegar is strong even if it is watered down in a, in a, in a bigger solution. So the same way Rabbi Huda holds, that even when it's mixed in the tafshel, it cooks by Shabbos, so to by chametz, it's still strong and it can make the flour, it, it would hold the flour back from coming chametz, which is interesting. On one end on Shabbos, it's cooking quicker. Over here, you could say the same thing. It's cooking so fast through the vinegar. That's the whole point of the chalita. It's cooking so fast that it doesn't allow the, vin, the, the flour to become chametz. Now, that is not what we said Ahmed Aleph. Ahmed Aleph, we were talking about the vinegar holding back the flour. But here we're understanding it. It's 
causing it to cook so fast, while at the same time not allowing it to become chaymet. So the Gemara says, okay, v'noikma kirav yoisi, why don't we say that Rav Chista holds like Rav Yaisi, the Tani left in Abraisa, Ahmed Aleph, which is your question, Aaron. Rav Yaisi, Aymer, Sharon, Bechaymetz, Bechaymetz, Saimson, and holds it back from becoming Chametz. So the Gemara says, Kiyashmin, the Rav Yaisi, Hani, Mila, Deisi, Beini. That's only when the vinegar was 100% vinegar on its own. But if you add it to something else, you put it in the pot of soup first, perhaps the vinegar does not have the potency. We don't do any of these things. Don't put the vinegar in the, in the flour. None of these things. Why? So famous Chazal Mishum Lech Lech Amrina Nazira. We tell a Nazar, don't go next to the vineyard. So you see this often mentioned by Gezerois, by many uh, halachas, we say, lech lech amrina nazira. We tell the nazir, stay away. So stay away from this. Don't be busy making farina on Pesach, trying to follow the recipe, how hot it is, order of operations, how strong your vinegar is. Not a good idea. Rapapi shavile lebordiki de beireish galusa. He allowed the bakers in Reish Galusa, Lemimche Kedera Bachasise. He allowed them to mix in flour that was uh, ground from wheat that was toasted in an oven. He felt that that would not be a problem. Amarava, But if you, if you allow it here, then in a place where there's Avde, where there's servants, meaning people who are not going to know the halacha, amaratzim, and they live by the Reish Galusa. So over there, they're for sure not going to keep the halacha. So how could he be makel here? Rava did it himself. He didn't care. He didn't care that other people are going to learn from him and they might be mezalzel in his room. They're going to think everything's mutu. You've got to make uh, oatmeal on Pesach. He was not concerned. That was Rava Lashitase that no, a person should, uh, there's no problem. There's no problem making this soup on Pesach. Okay, so we're tomorrow. We will continue with the next mission. Shkoya.